The new year is the perfect time to start building credit scores. Because when your credit scores increase, your opportunities do too. Like loan approvals and lower interest rates. Chime makes it easier to keep building your credit with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. You can use Credit Builder everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Chime helps you build your credit score safely by using your own money to make everyday purchases and on-time payments. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualifying direct deposit. And don't stress, there's no annual fee or credit check required to apply and get started. Start building your credit history and finding new opportunities with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Welcome to the OFNT Podcast, episode 166, which I'm calling Summer Kickoff. Happy Memorial Day to those who celebrate it. And for those who don't, happy regular weekend. Now let's get started. Some tech news hot off the press. Well, not really, but anyway. And the media hate continues for Elon Musk's Twitter. A report from tag24.com, a site that seems to be wanting to become the next BuzzFeed.com and will probably suffer the same fate, has the following headline. Climate scientists quit Twitter amid surge of abuse under Elon Musk. Well, if by abuse you mean trolls and people questioning the quote science unquote, then I say to you, welcome to the internet. No matter how innocuous of a post I make, at least one basement dweller has some kind of remark designed to get an emotional response from me. That's why I've chosen not to engage. I already have enough problems in my life without having to deal with some keyboard tough guy who would never say such things IRL, which means in real life to those Luddites out there. (laughs) To me, what these scientists are experiencing is the bubble they've lived in for years bursting. You know, getting out of your bubble might be a good thing for you. Don't think any other platform currently out there will be any different. Oh, wait, are you guys calling for censorship? Well, that's a different ball of wax now, isn't it? And speaking of censorship, good old Microsoft has got your back. The company has announced a new tool based on their wildly successful artificial intelligence. It's called Azure AI Content Safety. Yay! Well, I feel safer already. Don't you? No. I, as well as most people, can't be expected to make up our own minds of what is true or false or what to read or believe. Heck, we shouldn't even have our own opinions now, should we? No. So thanks, our technology overlords, for making these decisions for us. (laughs) Azure AI Content Safety not only analyzes multilingual text, but... It also understands context and semantics. It can also analyze images for 
content deemed not suitable for our viewing. Well, I'm obviously being sarcastic here, but this rush to moderating content using AI with new products seemingly being introduced daily is starting to get scary to me. Whatever happened to the free flow of opinions? AI software such as Azure AI Content Safety, while well-meaning, will be abused. Now, you might not be of the correct opinion today, but tomorrow you might not be and you will be silenced. The control of information is a powerful tool that can be manipulated for many nefarious reasons. And that's my concern. Meta, the company formerly known as Facebook, has laid off some more workers, bringing the total number of lost jobs to 21,000, more than the 20,000 originally forecast. Meta also announced that the company will also cancel the planned hiring of a further 5,000 employees. Just more of the belt tightening that's been going on since the boom from the pandemic ended. I guess the old learn-to-code mantra is now on pause officially. (laughs) Fitness company Peloton has introduced tiers to the company's outstanding fitness app. The three tiers are Peloton App Free, App One, and App Plus. The first tier, Peloton Free, won't cost you anything, hence the free part of the name, duh, and offers 50 classes across various exercise types, like cardio, strength, and boxing, for example, via a rotating set that will change periodically. It's not clear if this free tier will be ad-supported or not. I'd say probably it will be. The Peloton One tier will set you back $12.99 per month, and will give you everything included in the free tier, as well as some exclusive content, whatever exclusive means. Now, here's the part that concerns me the most. I currently subscribe to the digital app and pay $12.99 per month. I have, or maybe had, access to all classes available. Going by this statement, under this one tier, you can take, quote, up to three equipment-based classes, unquote, along with on-demand live classes. I gather this will be three classes per month. Right now, I primarily use on-demand classes, not live classes, which limit the metrics, so I'm confused at this. If I can only take three of any type of class per week or month, whatever it is, well, I'm going to drop my subscription. Anyway, the last tier, App Plus, will set you back $24 per month and give you access to everything in the Peloton library to include challenges, programs, and collections. I already enjoy or... I have enjoyed these things with my current price plan. I'm not going to pony up another 12 bucks to do so. Peloton says all current subscribers will be upgraded to Plus until December 5th of this year, and they will be giving a choice to either pay more or downgrade their tier. Well, how about canceling? That'll probably be the option that I choose, unfortunately. Are you one of those dwindling see Cleopatra? <laughs> Netflix users who share your password with friends and family? Well, I have some bad news for you. Netflix will now charge you an additional $7.99 per extra user for that generous password sharing. I mean, it makes sense, but still stinks. This all starts in January of 2024, and Netflix will use location data to enforce this. I dropped my Netflix subscription last January upon my retirement, and I can honestly say I don't really miss it. iOS 17 is rumored to be bringing a feature that some people have been lusting for for a long time. 
and always on display. What? When the iPhone is placed on its side, you'll be able to see things like notifications and calendar items without having to activate your phone screen. Okay, personally, I really don't care about this. For those that really want and need this feature, well, congratulations. Another Apple thing that many have eagerly awaited, myself again not amongst them, is the availability of Apple's Final Cut Pro and Logic Pro, their video and audio editing software, for the iPad. Well, at least some iPads. Final Cut Pro will require either a 12.9-inch iPad Pro, 11-inch iPad Pro, or a 5th-gen iPad Air. Logic Pro will be able to run on any iPad equipped with an A12 Bionic chip or later. You'll have to pay 8 bucks per month or $50 per year to run these apps on your iPad. So basically, you're renting this software. Well, I guess you'll own nothing and be happy, peasants. Tech I'm using. Um, well, I'm using my ancient 2015 iMac to record this, and it's become a chore to do so. I have to let the computer warm up for like an hour and then pray there are no operating system updates, which will take another 30 minutes or so to complete. The frequency of updates to Mac OS has seemingly increased lately, and it's starting to feel like the dreaded Windows update experience. I'm using the now-abandoned Hindenburg version 1 as my digital audio workstation and pray that any updates I receive from Apple doesn't break something. I'm living on the edge, I am. <laughs> Next Monday marks the date of Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference, better known as WWDC, and I'm hoping to get a look at the rumored new MacBook Air, which is supposed to come with a large 15-inch screen. I'm thinking of trading in my current pre-Apple-chipped Air for it. I know my tired old fart eyes would appreciate the larger screen real estate. Other than that, I'm looking forward to replacing that old iMac of mine come fall, and we'll just have to wait and see if that happens. The only other tech I'm using I can talk about are my experiences with using home blood pressure monitors. My lovely wife and I both suffer from hypertension, or so one doctor in particular thinks. Years ago, I asked for and received an Omron blood pressure monitor for Father's Day. It was Omron's top-of-the-line 10 series, which has features such as the ability to host two separate users, take three readings a minute apart and then average them, a self-adjusting cuff, and other neat stuff. While my blood pressure readings using this American Medical Association certified machine were fine, once I arrived at my doctor's office, my blood pressure was 40 points higher than that. Seeing that the doctor, well, the nurse actually, used Welsh Allen equipment for taking blood pressure, I bought the company's top-of-the-line home unit, the 1700, at quite a higher price than the old Omron. This new unit had my pressure at a bit higher than the Omron, but again... I was accused of not taking my medication upon visiting my doctor despite me doing so. We switched doctors for a while, and at our first visit, the doctor took my blood pressure and asked if I used a home monitor. I replied that I did, and I expected another chewing out coming my way. To my surprise, he told me of my current good blood pressure reading and asked if this was around what I got at home. Well, it was. He halved my medicine dose on the spot and said he'd check again upon my next visit, and if the results were the same, he'd take me completely off the medicine. Well, circumstances that I won't get into here led us to return to our other doctor. Upon taking my blood pressure, I was asked if I was taking my medicine. Deja vu. 
I informed the doctor that my dosage had been halved by the other doctor, at which my current doctor became angry and placed me back onto the old, stronger dosage. When I go to this particular doctor, the nurse has me sit on a table, feet dangling, then takes my blood pressure using my unsupported left arm. After watching numerous YouTube videos from doctors on how to properly take your blood pressure at home, they say you should be seated with your back supported, legs firmly on the ground, and with your left arm supported by a table or something. In fact, if your arm is not supported and dangling, as mine is at this doctor's office, your readings will be higher than your pressure really is. I believe that's the discrepancy here. But do I dare try and correct the nurse? What do you think I should do? Entertainment News Besides the apparent series of big-moneyed franchise flops in theaters, it's kind of been a quiet summer blockbuster season so far. Unfortunately, with the writer's strike still raging, I guess many current and future projects are on hold. As far as the old fart residence goes, we're watching Yellow Jackets on Showtime, The Purge on Peacock, and From on MGM+, which was formerly known as Epics, which I consider a better name for the service, but what do I know? Amazon's Prime Video's spy thriller show, Citadel, had its season finale, and it was quite good. Teasers for the second season left my lovely wife and I a little apprehensive, though. It seems it's going to be based on a completely different storyline with all new characters. You know, why mess with a good thing? I guess like the government, studios have adopted the old, if it ain't broke, fix it until it is method. <laughs> CNBC reports that the Paramount Plus streaming service, which I subscribe to and enjoy, will merge with Showtime on June 27th. I guess that's the official date because, at least on my Apple TV app, this has occurred months ago. In fact, I used to subscribe to Showtime and Paramount Plus separately, but merged them last month for $11.99, which, besides saving me a few bucks, also made the now-merged services ad-free. It's just too bad that Showtime isn't the great service it once was. The original shows have gotten specialized towards a few demographics, and Showtime doesn't seem to get many new movies these days. Well, any new good movies these days. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Podcast News. PRX, a radio show and podcast production house, which spun off from National Public Radio some time back, is to cut 10% of the company's workforce, though none of its multitude of shows will be retired. PRX blames falling revenue, especially ad revenue, as the culprit. PRX's main business is selling shows and podcasts to national public radio who recently had to cut jobs and shows themselves. And they also blame that on declining revenue, ads and subscriptions in this case. If PRX concentrated on creating shows for general audiences instead of trying to pander, I mean cater to specific niche demographics, maybe they wouldn't be in financial difficulty. Now I get it. 
underserved and underrepresented voices do need to be heard, but obviously those shows aren't bringing in the bacon. And that's just my opinion for what it's worth. I guess I've been wrong about the OG podcast hosting service, Libsyn. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you'd know I'd been predicting Libsyn's relevance and viability were in danger. The service had been bleeding podcasts for over a year, especially big-name podcasts that were paying a bunch of money to be hosted on Libsyn. The company seems to have stabilized and appear to be doing all right now. Well, there's nothing new to report as far as the OFNT podcast is concerned, besides some falling audience numbers. The numbers had stabilized for a, a bit until this recent decline. I guess I can blame this on the nice weather. You know, it can't be my fault now, can it? No. Anyhow, if you have any ideas or criticisms that can help, tweet me at OFNT Podcast or drop me a line at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com. Your response would be welcomed. What would really be welcomed is using the donation link to support the show. I make around one U.S. dollar per month from ads currently. Guess I won't be buying that RE20 microphone anytime soon. It's time for a rant. Well, this isn't a rant. Memorial Day isn't just a holiday for watching air shows, grilling hamburgers and hot dogs, or scoring great deals on automobile and mattress purchases. It's supposed to be a somewhat solemn holiday in which we honor those who've made the ultimate sacrifice in defense of the nation. It seems to me that most people these days don't have a clue what Memorial Day is supposed to be. I blame mainly two things for this. The first thing is the switch to the all-volunteer military following the disbandment of the draft. Less people have served in the military than in decades past, especially amongst our elected officials. Without this shared experience, the knowledge of what is being memorialized on this day is quickly fading. The second thing is the dropping of civics courses from the curriculum of many school districts throughout the nation. The omission of this important subject affects more than just this particular holiday, though. I recall being horrified at replies being posted on various social media platforms in response to the chronicling of military casualties during the Iraq and Afghanistan wars that read, well, he knew what he was getting into and others like this. Now, the military member usually doesn't enter the service wanting or expecting that he may someday give his life for it. Most join to have employment, maybe see the world, and perhaps have a career. So, even if you do not feel the wars these men and women were killed fighting in were justified, their sacrifices saved someone else's child, sibling, or parent from having to do so. The music is playing on this Memorial Day weekend, signaling that yet another OFNT podcast episode is concluding. Again, let's try and remember what Memorial Day is truly about, and that's honoring those who've given their lives in defense of this nation. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you. If you like what you heard, you can make a donation using the link in the show notes. Any and all donations will be greatly appreciated. You can always reach me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. I'd enjoy hearing from you. I really would. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. 
Have you taken advantage of those Memorial Day sales yet? Well, if you haven't, get off my lawn. Stay skeptical. I'm out. See ya. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.